0: The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. You got it? Oh, God. Jesus!
1: he's two different people he pretends to be a nice guy but he he's not he's an asshole that's what he is he pretends to be a nice guy and oh yes i'm, I'm just looking for the fight i'm happy and then but in other place he talk a lot of shit that's it is what it is just be a man and say what you say
0: episode three of the say what you say podcast i am marquis Johns, senior writer of nyfights.com joined by kyle johnson kyle How's it going, my man? Oh
1: Marquise, I'm I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited about what we got going on this weekend. I'm excited about what happened last week. Boxing's got uh you know a little a decent schedule in July, but uh you know I'm excited to uh, gloat about how right I was last week uh, on a certain fight as well.
0: And right you were, Kyle we'll get to your pontifications in a minute, but as always, guys, this fight podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Pro Box TV. Sign up over at ProBoxTV.com. Get you that yearly subscription of boxing for $18. Uh, this weekend, they have a fight card headlined by Cesar Frances and Ray Beltran. Should be a fun fight at that race. See if Beltran makes one last run for the title here at age 41. But more importantly, Kyle, the co main event has a heavyweight who was last seen walking gingerly out of the armory against FAA Jogba, one of the most infamous things I've seen in a long time, and Curtis Harper.
1: Gentlemen, you can work right here. It is good. It's good right here. I gave you guys your instruction in the dressing room. I expect a clean
0: fight and protect yourself at all times. Let's touch up. Good luck to both of you guys. It is a heavyweight matchup. I'm going to let you know when that man fights, F.A. Jagba, do not blink. All his five professional bots, four of them have been done in the first round. So he likes to bring an end to opponents in quick fashion. And Curtis Harper has walked out of the ring. Wait, no cannot believe this. I've never seen this before. He walked out of the ring. ring. He's not fighting. He walked out of the ring. I've never seen it before in my life. Curtis Harper has walked out of the ring. He is back. He is a swelt 262 pounds. And he is back taking on Christian Toon tomorrow night on Pro Box. What do you think?
1: I'm excited to see Toon. Um, I'm excited to see if he is, uh, I think it could be fun. Uh, I also wonder why, uh, I also wonder why Harper is allowed to fight a guy. I mean, has not he fought like three times since he walked out against F.A. And I, why did he even walk out Marquise?
0: He originally walked out based on what, what you talk to. If you talk to Glazer, you talk to Nate Campbell, they say it's money. You talk to everybody else. They have no idea. Talk to the state commission of Minnesota. They still assume no idea. Everyone's playing dumb at this point. And at this point, they're letting it go away. But at the end of the day, we're out of heavyweights. And yeah, need- I mean,
1: boxing made, made the mainstream for all the wrong reasons again because of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, boxing, not the best look at all, by the way. But I must admit, him, him walking out. At at heavyweights, kind of one of the funnier visuals you'll see in a long time in the ring. It was it was like it was the most peaceful protest I've seen in a long time. But he won't be doing that this Saturday on ProBox. Go ahead and check that out, guys, at ProBoxTV.com. Kyle, this past Saturday, you were on the money. You called Joy Joyce Christian Hammer pretty much spot on. I'm going to put that audio clip right here. <laughs>
1: A knockout bet inside of the first five rounds would be a good play. Just my mm-hmm. on Joyce. That's just probably my if I was gonna do that.
0: Straight cash, homie. So Kyle, walk you back through it. You caught your shot on this. Walk you back through this fight against Hammer.
1: So I thought that Joe Joyce around like third, fourth round. uh, he was going to get going and I believe I said fourth, fifth round stoppage. Um, and he got him out of there in the fourth round. Uh, kind of like Greg, the hammer Valentine. He takes about 20 minutes to get going, but boy, oh boy, once he does, uh, it is entertaining as hell to watch. Uh, first two rounds, he was kind of slow and, uh, getting just couldn't get out of the way of the right hand from Christian hammer. And, uh, once The steam from those shots kind of wore off. Uh, Joe Joyce got heavy on the front foot and uh, it is so much fun to watch him just plod along and just beat people up.
0: He is the definition of a microwave heavyweight where once he's worn up as you mentioned before where it's it's too hot to eat like the kick cuisine like you know french fries and whatnot when you, when you over nuke the meatloaf yeah it's <laughs> over it is an absolute destruction of him of when he when he's in there. and i'm actually looking forward to seeing who they got for him next they mentioned that one before when we mentioned on last week's episode they, they were they were hinting at jo- joseph parker that obviously wasn't working uh we'll see who they have for him next but the one name i want to mention who i think may be involved uh kyle it's probably the main event of this The Zone card, actually. Uh, we got War uh, Warchazora back in action one more time, taking on Kubrat Pulev.
1: It's like this, yeah. You got Miss Universe there, mm.
0: yeah. And you got some
1: Timbuktu chick somewhere. Fat, smelly pussy. Which one would you go for? Which would you rather wake up for and get a hard-on for? I'm getting my hard-on for you. I am gonna come. For all my fights, I'm gonna come. Derek, you you smoke, oh, no, no, you no, smoke, no. John. Not good to talk, just talk. No, I'm not just talking, man. I'm just saying it. I'm telling and you. Last time you said same thing. Best strategy, you don't have nothing. I'm not gonna knock you no, out, no, man. No, last no, time no. we saw
0: uh, Chizora was against Joseph Parker. Tried his best on that. Just was slowly outworked. And pretty much the story for Chizora fights at this point, especially the last few of them. Kyle starts off quick. Starts quick against Usyk. Tends to tire out, and then kind of falls flat at the end of this. Do you see anything different happening uh, against Pulev for Tachora?
1: No, I don't. But I also wonder if, you know, Pulev's going to be able to defeat Father Time one more time, you know, one one more go around in the ring here. He's, he's 41 years old and he didn't, you know, look amazing like a world beater in his last time out on, on a trailer, uh, on Triller hey, card fa- there, you know? Hey.
0: In fact, to pick you up on that, Kyle, the last time he was in action on that trailer card, he made more noise by not getting into the ring because of gloves, as opposed to actually getting in the ring once they found the gloves. Yeah, that didn't was-
1: he like didn't he give his opponent, his backup pair After he said he wasn't going to give them And all the people from Triller were in there Like the, all the executives were like Come on man, just give him the fucking gloves
0: <laughs> Yeah, what, once you got the, you know, the guy who's going to Cut you the check, uh, you know, begging at you To get into the ring, you know I think happens, the, gonna...
1: One of the old executive producers of like American Idol or something was in yeah, there Yeah,
0: Nigel, I want not say the guy's name, Nigel That executive producer guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you see a picture of this guy in, in this weird uh, European robe, you know, just begging Pula, hey please, what are you doing it's one of the funnier <laughs> things I've seen in a while, Kyle, actually. But those two are back in action. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, not too much also on this match from the Zone card tomorrow coming from a, a O2 you know, in London. It's pretty much a... Uh, if there's well, more we, prospects on it, uh, Kyle, this will be called a matchroom mm-hmm. uh, next-gen JD card. But
1: Well, we do have, to be fair, we do have the uh, Israel-Madrimov-Soro uh, uh, fight uh, rematch from a very controversial ending... Uh last year, I believe. Was it last year?
0: It was last year during the pandemic where they fought out in France where Madrama stopped Sorrow in a weird yeah, because it was, was a
1: huge there was a huge issue with like
0: because yes, right. You know, I think it wasn't thing because I think that had a big issue with uh Madroma getting visa, getting a visa to get out of the states.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah, it was in Uzbekistan, um December 2021. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay, Uzbekistan it is. So hopefully we'll get a different version of, of uh a this time around on that. But that's the actual real fight on this fight card. Uh, the rest of this card uh should be interesting to look look at. Keep an eye out for Solomon Darkes. He's he's their heavyweight prospect they they've been putting on these cards. He's probably going to be on the uh the match room before the bell portion on YouTube more than likely in the opener. Uh also keep an eye out for uh Fabio Wardley, part of Dillian White's camp. He's in action uh yeah, as of this recording on box it's tba per emails and everything from matchroom is chris healy who was uh six and six and uh, was last seen getting beat out by uh david adelaide so we'll see how that plays out and other than that you're should be fun to watch for as long as it lasts either way but i do want to make a, a prediction here to keep that the heavyweight prediction train rolling here kyle i think pulev distance is the easy money play here and i don't think we're going to get any ever other decision otherwise. I just don't think pull up has enough pop to stop him. And Great cash, Chisora has just enough resistance and enough trash talk to stay up by for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I wonder if maybe if you can if you want to spare a few bucks, maybe throw a couple dollars on the uh Chisora knockout.
0: Interesting. You've,
1: but, you've, but you but Poolov's been Pulev's pretty durable. I mean he's only he's only been stopped by Klitschko, Joshua. I think. Joshua, Joshua. Yeah. yeah, Klitschko and Joshua. Two, solid, I mean, you have one of the best punchers ever, in my opinion, in heavyweight division. Argue with your mama, yeah. uh, but <laughs> uh, and then you have Anthony Joshua. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 but again, I just wonder how Father Time is uh, well for both these guys. And Chisora's been in some big, you know, big time uh, punishment. He's taken yeah. some big time punishment, and. True. Pulev's old, so yeah. who the hell knows, man. But I, I think I think the safe bet would be Pulev decision.
0: Yeah, I think Pulev decision is the safe money on this. Uh, so keep an eye out for those two drunk uncles going at it one more <laughs> time uh, the Saturday night to close out that, the zone card at the 0-2. want to move on actually to a card uh, here in the States because this is a card, Kyle, that you're going to be at and something that I want to, we want to focus on more importantly here. Uh, on Showtime Saturday night at the Alamo building in San Antonio. We have a main event. Mark Maxio, last seen beating a one-armed Gary Russell, defends the belt he took from Gary Russell at 126 pounds, the WBC featherweight title, takes on Ray Vargas. Yes, Ray Vargas. They found him, guys. He's moved up in weight. He's challenging for this title finally. So, Kyle, so, so walk me through this, because we've been talking about this offline all week, and it's a real intriguing fight, and we've been going back and forth on this. Uh, how do you see this thing really playing out?
1: So I, am, I feel like maybe I'm talking myself into what I think could be a war, not even a war, but just something really exciting. Um, you've got like Vargas who throws about 800 to a thousand punches a fight, uh, you know, uh, and you have Meg Sayo who will come forward and he's got some pop and Vargas is, uh, he just doesn't have a lot of power, but he has the high volume. And so, this could be like a perfect storm, in my opinion, of, you know, boxer puncher. And I think Vargas is going to win a decision. I do. I, I do. But I think we're going to get a much more exciting fight than we're led to believe.
0: You know what? I think so, too. And it's a version of McSouth that always intrigues me where uh, watching this, the Gary Russell fight back. He wasn't landing much of anything, but his aggression was was just enough to keep Russell from not winning rounds, and that's what got him the title more than anything mm-hmm. else. Had had Russell been able to use either a finger on that broken arm, you, just, you may be talking about you know, yeah. Russell sitting at home right now. now not I kind of
1: wonder, I do wonder if Vargas has enough pop to deter uh, Mike, Mike Sio from coming forward like he has um, with his, and, and that aggression is... You know, even though he only he doesn't have you know twenty knockouts, he's got sixteen and twenty four wins. But you know, don't get it twisted. He, he can punch. He can punch. Yeah, I think it's, it's gonna be a fun fight. I really, I really do. do.
0: I really do too. I think people are really sleeping on this this card tomorrow night. Actually, I, I think they're, they're thinking because it's it's Ray Vargas and the last time we all saw Ray Vargas, he, he put heads to bed. No 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 pun intended there. But it, it, and, and I I really do believe. That this actually may be interesting. Actually, I, I'm a big fan. of This card up and down. Uh, the opener, Kyle has Frank Martin, and he's taking on Jackson Mares in a fight that I think is actually better than the fight they had originally slated for him. Actually, and the reason I like Frank Martin, Kyle, I'm going to elaborate for a little bit. Uh, he's one of those prospects from PBC at lightweight that he just comes at you and he's just flashy and he's slick. He, he's one of those fighters that you that you keep an eye on. and It's like, oh, I didn't see him throw that. And then he sees this guy fall down. Like that was on display very apparently uh, earlier this year in January, where he fought on the undercard of uh, Charles Martin and Luis Ortiz, where he's pretty much was, was the highlight of that whole undercard with the exception of uh, Charles Martin getting short circuited into the ropes. Uh, it was one of the, one of the stranger visuals ever, but no, I really do believe Frank Martin's the, Frank Martin in terms of what people say in boxing, Kyle, are, they, they use that cliche "This this so-and-so's the goods. He's the goods. He's the
1: good. So, he's the good. so I need to get there tomorrow. I need to get there Saturday, early, or you know, on time. Anyways, for that first first fight on Showtime.
0: Yes, get there on time early for that Showtime uh, for that first fight on TV on Showtime. Uh, there is going to be actually on Showtime. Uh, their YouTube channel is going to show, I think, a select portion of these fights. Rashidi Ellis is going to be more likely on that under portion. He he's back in action after a long layoff. That should be interesting for how long that lasts. But more, the rest of this card. Eh, is a bunch of showcases and a bunch of guys who pretty much haven't been active that need to be active that are probably in the ring to be active again. So it's a lot of debt on the undercard. A lot of guys would, uh, fight veteran records you, you, you know it mm-hmm. the, the usual the, the usual what a lot of these uh, big time shows on the on the U- well, U- i, U- I
1: U- am excited to see the co-main uh mostly i, I think this is this is a a side fight uh but brandon Figueroa is back in action uh after the loss to fulton back in november uh and that was the old unification fight at 122 i think Figueroa is making his first start at 126 yes is that correct
0: exactly. He's making the leap back up to 126. He's been fighting at 122 for a while. And you know what's funny, Kyle, about that actually is he was at 122 for a long period where at some point people were thinking, at what point, when was he going to move up? I didn't realize we was, we, we was actually going to get – I didn't think we was going to get the Figueroa-Fulton fight, to be honest with you, because I thought he was going to move up actually back when he fought uh, Julio Seja, back and we fought him to a draw a while back before the pandemic even started. So they've been talking about him moving up and wait for a while, but now he's finally making the jump. Now he has no belts at 122. Takes on Carlos Castro. Last seen taking on Luis Neri. Uh Interesting test for him. We'll see what Castro has left. I don't. I don't think Figueroa sh- is going to stop him personally, but it should be getting some good rounds, and we'll, and we'll see what he has left in this. Well, but
1: Castro is a light puncher, and I th- you know Figueroa. I think that work rate's going to you know carry up the to the new division, and I think he could overwhelm him. I could see a stoppage around round nine or ten eight nine or ten
0: you know what the accumulation does make sense in that case not and, and you know what i'm gonna stand down on that why am i acting like figueroa hasn't knocked anybody out you only stopped, stop you know lewis Nery. so yeah. let, me, let, me, let me let me let me resend that conversation i had a second ago yeah right <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but let me ask you this marquise yeah um with you know how boxing is boxing mm-hmm. do you think that figueroa gets to fight the winner of Sayo vargas
0: you know what, in a perfect world, and Showtime has been notorious for doing this on these television broadcasts, where they'll put the co main event of a possibility of fighting the guy in the main event. And with the exception of Brian Perella and that draw on, on that uh, Ericsson Lubin Fandora card, you can pretty much make a case that that's using the situation nine, oh, this nine is, times out of 10.
1: <laughs> this is like the night they put uh, Pacquiao uh, against Hector Velasquez and uh, uh, Eric Morales against Sahir uh, Rahim, and it, everything blew up.
0: Yeah, this, this is pretty much that scenario all over again Hopefully the, the fireworks were still left last week With, with the 4th of July to hear everybody else, hopefully But we'll see, we'll see how that all plays out But no, I'm actually intrigued with all of that But that is a real good Showtime card on television on, At least on Saturday night That should be a, That's going to be fun, Kyle In terms of things in July It's probably the best event going on this month
1: Oh, for sure, without a doubt I don't think that's even uh No one's going close... to no yeah. argue that No one's going <laughs> to argue that Which... Tallest midget, I guess, you know.
0: I mean, midget hey, in the only pond, either way. Exactly. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll be right back to wrap this conversation up and with some news and notes right after this.
1: Just be on mine and say what you say.
0: Welcome back. Quick news and notes here before we wrap up this episode of the podcast here. Uh this week, Kyle, uh, I was on the media call for uh Michaela Meyer and Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall and And I got to tell you, Kyle, these ladies don't like each other. And I'm looking forward to that fight when it happens in September. It's going to be fun because uh, the big thing that I don't understand why people complain about this on social, because boxing is kind of where it's at, where it's at with some of this stuff. But the big hullabaloo about this whole fight card, Kyle, was people were complaining to me personally, and I have DMs to show for it also, about why is Michaela Meyer being outsourced on this top-ranked card for boxer? and not headlining her own card against Bumgardner. That's been the conversation I've been thrown at people, and I've been telling everyone the same thing, and I can tell you, Kyle, as well, where easy, uh, follow the money, and it, it, this fight's happening in September, and the only person who wants to put the money up in September to put this fight card on is in the UK in Boxer, and that's where this fight's happening. And also, as you know, Kyle, as well, Savannah Marshall kind of can't make it over here to the United States. Uh, I don't think she's part of the whole Kinahan no-fly zone kind of deal, but I think it's more of just that she can't get over here. And is it, and always that the fight with Shields and Marshall, which we've been hearing about, Kyle, at least for five years now, at least you want to say five or six? Oh, it, it's, and, since they both turned pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah since absolutely. 20, since 2012, now I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this fight was always going to be in the UK. And, oh, yeah. Without a you know, doubt. Yeah, Without a also, doubt. And also, another thing that I, think, I think people forget, also, as well. And it's kind of weird because I'm getting a lot of mailings from all the pro- promotions because of it. Carissa Shields is signed with Boxer on this deal in association with Salted Promotions to be to pretty much on this fight card. So, pretty much the headlining, the, the headliners were Boxer Fighters and Boxer's based out of the UK. Who's going to air the fight card out of the UK? <laughs> boxer, yep. Sky Sports, the end. So, yep. and, that's but, where that, and, that, and that's where that goes. And it's only funny because the arguments I was getting from people was they wanted a Michaela Meyer on different cards. And when you throw people, okay, what other cards bigger than Shields, Marshall in terms of women's boxing or in personally boxing as a whole i mean people are, we're, we're kyle we've we've been waiting on uh, with, with bated breath when we're getting uh spence crawford here i mean yep. everyone
1: i think this is a pretty big fight man i i really do like i i think they both they have a, like a legit beef both of these like bo- oh yeah all four of these women like they don't like each other and i think like this is awesome for boxing to put those two fights on the same night in the same arena. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is it's awesome. A,
0: it's, it's an instantly. Stacked Who gives card. a shit
1: about putting them? No, 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 no. Put them on the same card. Let's have a blowout card like that. It's awesome for boxing. It's awesome for women's boxing. The spotlight is all on these four women. Yes. That's it.
0: And you know, it's funny, Kyle, it, boxing used to do this. I'm glad that someone's watched HBO sports in 2011 when they had the Superfly series on there. Thankfully someone picked up and, and, and is, is doing that mm-hmm. disco around with this. I, boxing needs more of this for these cars to at least keep people around. That way we're not talking about very questionable main events and, and very disappointing undercards, which is more often. Oh,
1: that's it. a huge problem. Like, yeah. you know, this, this July schedule, you know, with, you got Garcia next, you know, next week, yeah. Ryan Garcia, you got Danny Garcia at the end of the month. That's going to be probably yeah, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, something that I wanted to touch on, um, this Jake Paul, Hasim Rahman Jr. thing. Now we touched on it in the first episode. We were kind of hyped about the fury stuff, but now we got Hasim Rahman Jr. So what do you yeah. think of that? Marquise,
0: man, I was all in for Tommy fumbles to get this card again, man. And, and once again, Tommy once again fumbled the bag, or he can't get here, or Jake Paul doesn't want to go to the UK, whatever the case may be. He's not fighting again. I don't, I don't, at this point, I, me or me, me trying to figure out why Tommy Fury is not fighting instead of not being on reality TV shows is kind of mood at this point. But mm-hmm. we instead, we get a Rothman Jr. here, who was last seen against Mackenzie Morrison. And I must admit, Kyle. I think this probably is an easier fight, despite the record. And I, I say that gingerly and, and, and seriously only because Rothman in his last fight against against Morrison just looked limited. And the big thing that he got caught with, and the big hullabaloo, I've seen videos of him complaining about the, the stoppage afterwards, he got caught. Kyle with a right that I think if I threw it if, if, if me you threw it we would have let Keanu Reeves from the Matrix movies dodging it it was kind of one of those punches where it looked pretty slow but he could and it showed because he tried to get up and he, he was on shaky legs afterwards and that fight was over I think Paul lands that same right and that's why they Mm -hmm. picked this guy to fight him again this fight will be no different than when he fought Tyrone Wooly the second time where he hit him with that highlight reel knockout in the sixth round it's going to look the same way that's why they picked Rothman and I'm not looking forward to it that's what
1: I'm thinking too but I I just again I will say it uh, you know like I said in the first episode I love a good freak show fight so I don't care I like carnival nice circus everybody does Oh, so yeah. let's oh, yeah. go, don't, baby!
0: Don't, yeah, don't let me fool you. I'm, 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 The main event to me still kind of stinks personally. Oh, yeah. They, they, <laughs> but they announced the undercard of this, and the undercard does have fighters I want to watch. Actually, they have A. Sean Styles, who was a prospect that that is on Jake Paul's uh promotional label. That's gonna be interesting. Amanda is gonna knock the chick out. She's facing at back at, at featherweight her comeback fight. That's all but a yeah. lock. Oh, and, for sure. And Brandon Lee's on this card. They missed on the undercard he's facing someone to be determined later on, and more than mm-hmm. likely Brandon Lee's going to start somebody in under four rounds because Yep. Lee. Once again, so, another guy with the goods, Brandon Lee. He just needs to fight face national live a body at some point, but he's a mm-hmm. good. He's, he's, he's another good one. But no, I'm all in for it. I'm I'm down on the main event. I'm I'm all up for the card, though. Looking oh yeah. That card so uh, August sixth.
1: Yeah. So uh, like the the month of July, like I said, you know we got. You've got uh, Garcia, Ryan Garcia next weekend. Against uh, we'll, we'll talk Fortuna. about that. Yep, we'll Against Javier Fortuna. We'll talk about that. Joe Gonzalez uh, the next week. And then August. I think
0: August, we've seen Kyle during this pandemic more Joe Gonzalez than I think anyone's ever asked. Mm-hmm, but he's back mm-hmm. in action again.
1: <laughs> so I do want to close the episode out with the second installment of Is He a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. So in August, you've got Conlin Ortiz Jr., Tiafimo Lopez. We've even got some Bridgerweight title action yes. with Oscar Rivas. Now you've got the big one, the crown jewel of boxing, the heavyweight championship of the world. Yes. If today Alexandra Usyk ended his career as an undisputed cruiserweight champion and a three belt heavyweight champion, and he beats Joshua a second time. Yes or no, is he a Hall of Famer?
0: I think he's a lock at this point, mainly for what he did at Cruiserweight. And the, the big thing I think w- that will get him in, and a lot of the writers are big on this, uh, especially the ones who, who chronologically this stuff, because they're they, they they all bent on stuff like this. Usyk won his, his, his reign at Cruiserweight, undisputed, pretty much fighting as the B-side on the road. That's always going to be a, a, a tip in his cap no matter where he goes. That's essentially getting a head start on, on the Hall of Fame ballot. He beats Joshua again, who obviously was the long reigning unified champion for the longest at this point. Granted, who, whoever he was facing was whatever, but unified's unified. So he has the belts now. If he beats Joshua again, I think it's a shoe in.
1: All right. I I can't disagree with you there. I 100% agree. I think, he's, I think he's pretty much in unless he loses like a bunch of fights in a row here, which I don't think he will.
0: Yeah, I just think he at this point Usyk's been been labeled as much of a character and and has gotten this, as much recognition as possible. For where, where he's at, where I think he's, he's pretty much a given. It's yep. one of those. It's one of those. It's one of those low key deals where you, you see him. You'll, you'll see him get in later on down the line. And it's like, oh yeah, he, he he was a problem when he fought.
1: Yep, that was a bad dude right there.
0: Yeah, he's, he's going to fall into one of those guys. He's, he's going to fall into the Mark Two Sharp Johnson category of up terms of fighters and stuff like that. Where it's like, oh yeah, that guy really did mess up a lot of folks. Well, I so, think what
1: did it for me was when he beat uh, the way he beat Bellew was yes. like very impressive.
0: That was that was impressive. Even the fight with Goose with Gas, about I, I know people think you know, it was a war, and some someone argued maybe a while back that you could make a case that Gas won more rounds than they gave him, but it was a cool one to fight. But you know, it, it, that, it still still either way, these are fights that he had to fight that weren't. Want to wrap up with this, Kyle? Uh, so. Next week, also with will Fortuna, I wanted to mention as well, we also will have later on down the line this month, uh, my boys in action against Virgil Ortiz Jr. finally. They're bringing that fight back up. My boy, Michael McKinson. We will break that down later on this month as well, because I think McKinson's style is one where you either love it or you cringe at it. And I'm, I'm a lover of it, all two knockouts and all. But
1: <laughs> so if you guys, you guys email us uh, with any questions, comments, anything like that, at, uh, Say what you say boxing at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Tell us we stink. Tell us you love us. Tell us anything. It's fun. S W Y S boxing. Follow us there on Twitter. And uh, you can follow me at K J S A, K A Y J A Y S A. And Marquise, where, they, where can they hit you up at?
0: They can find me over at Twitter at sauce Radio. That's actually my Instagram, my Instagram as well, and a couple other things. If you if you type in sauce Radio, you'll probably see my face pop up, unfortunately. Sucks to be you internet. And you can find us there. And until next time, say what you say.
1: Derek, you smoke, you smoke, oh, no, 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 no. smoke joint.